Seinfeld, the clip show is over and has been for quite some time, but we're just getting started here on Seinfeld, the post-show recap. And now here are the guys who are about to get clipped. I'm Rob Sestrino. Here's a cute winnaker. Keith, how are you? How's it going, Rob? I think this is the most nervous I've been for a podcast. Okay, well, this is going to be something truly different. We have a lot planned today. We are going to uh, at least touch on the Seinfeld clip show, the uh, penultimate episode of Seinfeld, before we discuss next week, the finale. We will be bringing you some of the greatest clips of Seinfeld, the post-show recap. And then we also have a very special guest that's going to be joining us. We're going to talk with AJ Mass, who has a Seinfeld-inspired quiz, Keeve. Uh, yes, we have, uh, we have a, a, a trivia game where we're both going to probably end up looking foolish. Yes, of course. Is there anything else you want to set up about the festivities? Um, no, let's, let's, I, let's briefly go over the schedule for the next few weeks, and then we'll jump right into the trivia game. Okay. So next week coming up, we are going to do part one of our finale coverage. Uh, you and I will recap the finale. All it's 90 minutes. We'll go through everything coming up on our next podcast. Then the following week, we will then answer all of your feedback about the finale and anything else that you guys want us to answer in a special post finale feedback show. Then. You and I will begin a new podcast, our weekly recap of the final season of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Uh, yes, we will start it. Oh, is it a new podcast? I guess it is. You said it's a new feed, so a new podcast. feels weird to do it in this podcast feed. I feel like that. Yeah. Uh, Should we, we ask can people what their out. preference is? Like, but uh, yeah, I guess it, it's not really important. Yeah. Okay. I, I know what my preference is. Uh, okay. So, well, you're the uh, boss. We'll, We'll see. People are going to be like, ah, eh, just put it in this feed. I'm lazy. But, uh, but I'm, I'm best practices be start a new feed. Okay. And then we are going to be getting ready to go on the road for one last hurrah on November 7th when we will get together to recap the one episode of Seinfeld that we did not do a recap for the Frogger. Yes. Sometime the night of November 7th, late afternoon, early evening. Uh, around seven o'clock around seven about seven o'clock uh somewhere in manhattan we're getting a better idea of where it is but i think we can't announce exactly where yet okay if you are interested in attending that show keith what should people do i guess just for now tweet at us but we may have a more formal uh a more formal sort of sign up uh thing when uh when when it gets locked in yeah we will work on that but for now are you ready for the seinfeld quiz keith uh as ready as i'll ever be let's do it okay all right, let's bring in a special guest. And we don't have a lot of guests on this podcast, so it's always a treat, especially when the guest is going to be this man. He is a great friend of all things Rob has a podcast. You've heard him on post-show recaps a ton, including most recently when he spoke with Josh Wiggler about the Twin Peaks uh, revival finale. Of course, uh, you know him also from his work on ESPN.com as a uh, fantasy expert. And of course, he is the host of the Beat My Guest Quiz Show podcast. Please welcome AJ Mass. AJ, how are you? How's it going, guys? Uh, pleasure to be on this uh, podcast, which has uh, certainly been a lot more about something than nothing. Yes, yes. Uh, we've been uh, had a lot of somethings. Not all of them have had to do with Seinfeld. 
Yeah. Some of them have been uh, Deep Blue something. Some of them have been something, something birds. I don't know, but it's been, it's been good. Deep Blue something. Uh, did they do Breakfast at Tiffany's? That was the IBM chess thing that beat like Ken Jennings or something. Yeah. <laughs> AJ, AJ has so many, like, has such a long CV, like, you don't even mention, we're bearing the lead almost, that he's, uh, he's Mr. Met. Yes, of course. Uh, that uh, Mr. Met uh, was not ever depicted in Seinfeld, right? No, no. Although I do have a personal uh, story, if you have uh, the few moments to hear my, my encounter with Mr. Seinfeld. Yes, yes. Please. Well, Jerry, of course, big Matt's fan. Yeah. So uh, one day in, uh, I think it was 96 or 97, um, they told me that Jerry uh, had a private box up in the uh, press level and uh, that they had asked uh, me to, as Mr. Matt, come and visit. So, of course, I, I went there and I knocked on the door. And inside were about 25, 30 people all sitting around. Uh, Jerry was uh, watching the game. Everyone else was kind of like drinking and, and goofing around and everything. And there was this really annoying fat guy in the back of the booth. Mm. And he just started screaming out, Jerry, Jerry, take a look, Jerry. It's, it's Mr. Matt. Take a look, Jerry. And I knew instantly, I didn't know who this guy was, but he was clearly the inspiration for Newman. Because <laughs> the disdain at which Jerry looked at this guy was like, Oh, yeah. Hi, Mr. Matt. <laughs> Shoshana, look, it's, it's Mr. Matt. And he just could not have been bothered. But this, this Newman guy was like so excited to see me. And he got his picture taken with me. And, and, and then I kind of. <laughs> and as Mr. Matt, you never got caught giving anyone the finger, right? No, 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 no. no. Okay. Yeah. I was a professional. Yeah, dark day for Mr. Met. Uh, a bad year for everybody involved with the 2017 Mets. We don't need to uh, go down that rabbit hole. Uh, AJ, how have you been? Good? Yeah, I've been very good. Uh, you know, baseball season wrapping up in terms of the fantasy uh, point of view and uh, football season wrapping up. So always busy on that front. And uh, yeah, just really enjoying uh, talking with Josh about Twin Peaks, as you said. Uh, my favorite TV show of all time. So it was really exciting to be able to uh, see new episodes and uh, talk about it with Josh. And uh, yeah, uh, everyone, please check out Beat My Guest. It's a uh, really fun, uh, difficult, but fun uh, trivia podcast that you can find in all the usual places. What separates your trivia podcast from other podcast trivia shows? I think a lot of the podcast trivia shows and uh, very similar to the format we're going to be using today. Um, it's, it's hard to play along at home because you got people buzzing in against each other and it, it just tends to be a little bit hard to play along at home. Whereas my show, I kind of, uh, you know, take my time with the questions and let the guest have time to think about the answer and talk about the answer, which gives you at home a time, uh, to, uh, ponder as well and actually get to play along instead of listening to two other people play. Okay. And then is it just general trivia or do you cater to a specific subject matter? It is everything from uh, geography and science and history to a lot of pop culture, television, radio, film, movies. Uh, it runs the gamut and it, it is uh, not you're not going to get any questions like, you know, uh, what's on the opposite side of the head on a coin that I hear on some podcasts, which are very, very uh, easy mm -hmm. questions. Um, these are going to be like more like uh, whose whose name is on is on the coin from the Treasury Department. But uh, wow. it, it, yeah. All right, maybe not that hard, but you know, you're either going to know it or you don't. But there's ways to reason it out because all the questions have some sort of through line or theme to them. So there, there are other ways to puzzle out the answer than just uh, sheer knowledge. And I think that's part of the fun. Okay. Now, Akiva, where did we get these questions from? 
Um, so listeners wrote in questions, but for the most part, these questions were compiled by our arch nemesis himself, the Newman of this show, Alexander Hunachester, <laughs> who, um, who, who compiled them. I do not know what he did. He said there's all sorts of like, I, I don't know. I, I, we're going to be, I know that we're going to be mad with the way he did it. I have no doubt already. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. So AJ, is there anything else that you need to set up with us before we get into this? No, just to, just to say that uh, Alexander did provide me with the questions. I have uh, tweaked a few of them just for clarity's sake. Um, but for the most part, I am just reading these questions. I did not come up with them. I did not research the answers. So any problems on that front, talk with your nemesis. Mm. Um, but he did want me to uh, definitely mention that uh, some of the chief contributors were Craig at TV Man Plus More, Jim Crumley, and 32 Fans Podcast MVP Michael Friday. So I wanted to make sure to get those yes. names in there as people who helped out uh, to curate this quiz. And uh, if you guys are ready to go, we can kick things off. And how many questions are there? All right, well, I will do the intro spiel okay. then here. Here are the rules, gentlemen. There will be three rounds about nothing, each with 11 questions. First round questions are worth 100 points. Second round questions worth 200. And third round questions worth 300 points. Now, Rob, you and Keith will buzz in by saying your name. Uh, if someone buzzes in before I finish reading the question, I'm going to stop right there, and you must answer uh, wherever I left off the question. Uh, if the person who buzzes in gets it wrong, I will give the other person a chance to steal, and I will complete the question if I haven't done so already. At the end of each of the three main rounds, we will have a yada, yada, yada question, where I will ask uh, Robin Keith to take turns trying to come up with correct answers from a particular Seinfeld-related list, and you guys will keep going on that until you exhaust the list or give an incorrect answer. Uh, so basically, 33 questions plus three bonus rounds. Uh, that's it. And whoever's winning at the end will... Oh, that's all? That's it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sound good? Oh, my God. Yes. All right. So are you guys ready to go? Ready. What if the final score is 0-0? Zero, zero? Do, do you have a tiebreaker set? I have a tiebreaker question, yes, if we need okay, it. Good. Okay, good. Okay. Oh, we come prepared. There's no fractional scoring? There is no fractional <laughs> scoring, no... <laughs> Uh, you don't have to answer with an alias or anything. Uh, okay. But I, I would refrain from giving references to uh, questions because you might be giving away answers. Uh, so try and keep the references uh, to a minimum uh, lest you uh, give your opponent some answers for a future question down the line. Okay. All right. Well, let's go with the first round about nothing for 100 points apiece. Question one. There doesn't seem to be any typo on my question sheet. So please tell me the correct answer to this question. Who invaded Spain? In the 8th century. Rob. Uh, the Moops. I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Steve, would you like to answer well, the question? The, yeah, the Moors. I the can't Moors tell if Rob is joking. Is correct. I said there was no typo on my question <laughs> okay, But sheet. I thought that this was a Seinfeld trivia contest. Yeah, and but in, in, the, in, in the canon Seinfeld, of Seinfeld, in, in, in the Moops is the correct Seinfeld, answer. That there were no there typos typo. on the yes. card. Yeah, but that's the I wrong answer. The question. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, if you were looking at a Seinfeld script, it would say Moops, not Moors. Yeah, but then later in the episode, it would say the Moors. Okay. Indeed, guys. Indeed. Like oh, in the canon of the show, the Moops isn't the right answer, right? Blame Chester. Okay. Yeah, well, we do. We do blame Chester. I also would have accepted well, the... Can it be one instead of 100 also? Like, I don't know why we need the hundreds at the end. Look, I'm just going by what I was told, all right, sir? <laughs> all right. So it's 100 to nothing, me, or one to nothing. Rob, yeah. do you have a preference? Um, only to say that who invaded Spain, the Moors, is not a Seinfeld trivia, but that's a history question. The Seinfeld yeah. question is the answer is the Moops. Well, if it makes so you feel any better, minus for I would have accepted the Poors as well. Yes. Okay. All right. Let's just move on to question two. Mm. I see where this is going. Uh, 
Whose idea was this again? Uh, number two, which frequently appearing supporting character is seen riding a horse in Central Park in The Gum? Rob. Rob. The cashier from Monk. Uh, the cashier from Monk. Do you have a, happen to have the, the name of this character? Ruthie Cohen. Ruthie Cohen is correct. I probably would have given you credit for it anyway, but Ruthie Cohen is correct. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I was happy that Ruthie Cohen popped into my head uh, eventually. <laughs> All right, question number three. Speaking of appearances, what character, other than the core four, Newman, and number six on the list, Ruthie Cohen, which named character appears in the most episodes? Mm. Keith. Keith? Um, other than Ruthie Cohen and Newman, I'm going to say uh, Morty Seinfeld. Morty Seinfeld is incorrect, Rob. Would you like to steal? Do I lose anything by guessing? No losing points. I will say Jay Peterman. Jay Peterman, no. No, I'm sorry. The correct answer was Susan. Uh, okay. Mm. I know. I know. Uh, let's move away so from that. So it's one to one. <laughs> move on to question four. What action by George causes Jerry to accuse him of crossing the line from man to bum? Rob. Rob? Eating the eclair out of the garbage. That is correct. Another point for uh, 200 to 100. Is it eclair? Is it eclair or eclair? I think it's eclair. Okay. Uh, I would go with eclair. 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 Is there a penalty if we guess the wrong answer, AJ? No No penalty for guessing. You just locked out. You're locked out. You're he stops reading the question. He's a professional. Okay. It's two to one or two hundred to one, depending on how you're scoring at home. Even if well, there are there are fifty point questions later on. That's okay, so let's okay, fine. Well, we could also do halves, Chester. We we're we're good at math. But fine, two hundred to one hundred. Indeed, I was a math minor in college, so yes, I could figure it out. Uh, <laughs> question five: What famous person who recently walked on to the great beyond does George credit for the idea to leave a tape recorder in his briefcase? Rob. Rob? Jerry Lewis. Jerry Lewis is correct. And that was at a Susan Ross Foundation meeting was the end of the question. Rob, three to one lead over Keith. Not so fun fact about Jerry Lewis. Yeah, walk on, walk on. (laughs) Rouse and God and Timpany. Anyway, we're going to move on to question six. At the end of the Hamptons, the gang stops at a roadside stand, which is selling what? Rob. Tomatoes. Tomatoes is correct. Moving on to question seven. Kramer has a photo of himself with which U.S. president? Keeve. Keeve. What is Nixon? not Jeopardy. Just give the answer. Nixon. Nixon is incorrect. Rob. Gerald Ford. Gerald Ford is the right answer. Keeve, I just want to make sure your buzzer works. Can you hit your buzzer for me? Keeve. Oh, okay. It does work. Excellent. Very good. Just checking. Just checking. We're going to move on to question eight here. In are, you keep, are you keeping score, AJ? Of course I'm keeping score. Okay, I'm you got the score. Okay. okay. <laughs> Name either one of the two actresses who played a girlfriend of Jerry who later won a primetime Emmy for a different show. Keeve. Keeve. Uh, I'm going to go with one of the sex in the city. Actually, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox is incorrect. Rob Steele. Deborah Messing. Deborah Messing from Will and Grace is correct. Anyone have an idea of the other one for no points? One of the Sex and the City ladies? No, no, Marcia no. Marsha Cross. No. Uh, it is no. a fine uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, and a gun. 
Had a gun. Let's think comedy. Yeah, well, I did not say comedy, so don't assume. Mm. Uh, question number nine here. In the cartoon, Elaine's caption is, I wish I was taller. Jerry proposes, I can't find my receipt. My place is a sty. What is Kramer's bon mot? It's like three weeks ago. Rob. Rob? My wife is a slut. <laughs> yes, indeed. There's no way to talk about Nicole, Rob. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, please. She's a faithful hopefully listener, no- AJ. <laughs> hopefully nobody uh, cuts that clip. Yes. Yes. All right. Two more questions left in this round. Here is question 10. Mm. What adjective does a Calvin Klein executive use to refer to what Kramer's got in terms of buttocks? Uh, Keeve. Sublime. Sublime. Sublime is what Kramer's got. Yes, absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah. Little clue in the question. All right. You know, the score is heading into the last question of round one. Seven for Rob, two for Keeve. And in order to keep this contest as close to even Steven as possible, question 11 is going to go to Keeve first. Keeve, are you ready? Yeah. What response does Jerry give whenever he is asked to participate in another race? I choose not to run. You choose to answer correctly. That is correct. Bringing the why did I get? Why did I get a question though? To try and keep things as even, Stephen, as possible. You were parody, Keith. Oh, I, I okay. Losers <laughs> ball. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. All, All right. right. The score at the end of round one is seven for Rob, three for Keith, and here's how the yada 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 round is going to work. <laughs> I'm going to give you a category, and you guys are going to alternate back and forth, naming items from this category. As long as you keep answering correctly, you will keep going. Once you answer wrong, you are out. So we will go until you um, both get it wrong. the Schwab style. Okay. Yeah. So you either both, both get it wrong and we end or we go through the list and we end. Our first category is not Schindler's List. Rob, you go first because you are leading. Name for me any of the movies mentioned throughout the series of Seinfeld that are not movies in real life. Sack Lunch. Sack Lunch is correct. Keith. Rochelle Rochelle. My favorite. Rochelle Rochelle. Correct. Rob. Death Blow. Death Blow is correct. Keith. Um, shoot, I'm blanking on the... Uh, blimp. Blimp is correct. Rob. Ponce de Leon. Ponce de Leon is correct. Keith. What's the one opposite Schindler's list? I'm blanking. I'm out. All right, Rob, you get to run the table for as long as you can. Prognosis negative. Correct. Do I keep accumulating points or? You keep going for as, yeah. Uh, that might be all that I have. Okay, yeah, I'm out. Right. Okay, you are out. So, Rob, you are going to get, uh, I'm going to just go to single digits. You're going to get two points for your four answers. Keeve is going to get one point for his two answers, bringing the score to nine for Rob, four for Keeve. Let me read to you the names you did not give in alphabetical order. Agent Zero, Blame It on the Rain. I, I think that's the Millie Vanilli story. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brown-Eyed Girl, Checkmate, Checkmate, Chow Fun, Chunnel, Cold Fusion, Cry, Cry Again, uh. Cupid's Rival, Firestorm, Flaming Globes of Sigmund, Means to an End, Mountain High, The Muted Heart, The Other Side of Darkness, and 
the pain and the yearning. Mm. All right, guys, how you feeling after round one? Good. Not great. Not ideal. <laughs> something tells me the score has something to do with that. All right, well, the points are going to double in round two to two points per question. And again, buzz in, please, when you know the answer. Here we go with the first question in round two about nothing. In order to win a date with Elaine, Todd Gack bets her that what actor appeared in Star Wars? I don't know. Uh, Rob? Yes. Richard Dreyfus. No, that is incorrect. Keeve, would you like to guess? Uh, John Voight. No, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Dustin Hoffman was the uh, answer. Dustin Hoffman, no giant sock of pennies for either of you. Moving on to question two. In The Bizarro Jerry, Kevin is friends with Gene and neighbors with Feldman. What is the name of his FedEx working Bizarro Newman? I don't know. Uh, Rob. Yes. Feldman? No, Feldman, no, sorry, Feldman, Feldman is Kramer. Feldman's Kramer. Uh, it starts with a, starts with a, I think it starts with a G. I can't remember what it was. All right. You both out on this one? I'm out. Yeah, yeah. Correct answer was Vargas. Vargas. Oh, okay. Uh, Vargas. Yeah. Question three. Yes. Who is, the, who is the only Oscar-winning actress to play a girlfriend of Jerry's? Oscar. Hopefully one of you will come up with the answer, but so far, I can't hear you. No bullying, AJ. That was a hint. Marley Matlin. Keeve, Marley Matlin. <laughs> yes, indeed, it was Marley Matlin. Good job there, picking up on that eventually. Mm. <laughs> Question four. Other than Susan, there are three characters on the show who have uttered dialogue and then subsequently suffered an off-screen death. I need for you to name two of them. Can you repeat the question one more, one more time? Yeah. Other than Susan, there are three characters on the show who have uttered dialogue in an episode, and then subsequently at some point suffered an off-screen death. Name two of them. Although, I think in this case, I think name any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I see which way the wind is blowing. <laughs> mm -hmm. Rob? Rob? Manya. Manya is correct. Yes. Anybody know any of the other two? Uh, who, who else? Who else? Uh, the other answers were Gary Fogel and mm -hmm. Russell Dalrymple. Uh, yeah, Dalrymple, we should have gotten. All right, let's put a stamp on that one and move on to question five. <laughs> According to George, what is it that has cachet up the yin yang? Uh, uh, Kiev. Yes. I think it's, uh, what is silk? No, I'm sorry, it is not silk. Rob, steel? Uh, is it the name Soda? Oh, so very close. It is not the name Soda. It oh, is, is it a seven? number. It is the name Seven. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nobody gets mm. that one. You were all, you were in the ballpark there. You had that S sound in your head. Very good job. Yeah, I, I didn't remember if it was that he was trying, when they first reject the name Soda or, or the, the name Seven, or then when he's trying to sell uh, the woman on naming the baby Soda. Yeah, no, this is, uh, this is after the, they have already used the name Seven, and he's very upset because now mm. he can't use it. Yeah. All right, moving on to question six. In the subway, where did George find his $350 suit? Keeve. Yes, Keeve. Oh, shoot. Um, <laughs> it's, it, it's literally mentioned in the clip show that I just watched today. $350 suit, he yells at the prostitute from... I'm just blanking on the name of the uh, the store. I'm just going to say Men's Warehouse because I'm blanking on the name of the men's no, clothing store. No, it is not Men's Warehouse. Rob, can you steal? 
See, I'm forgetting stuff from three years ago, AJ, but I'm literally also forgetting <laughs> stuff from today. Yeah. From three minutes ago. Yeah, I, I got JC Penny. No. No, it is not JC Penny. This is the classic New York outlet of Mo Ginsburg. Mo okay. Ginsburg. Come on in. We'll make you look good. It's Mo Ginsburg. <laughs> All right. I'm old. I remember. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, number seven. What is the name of the pizza shop that bans George from buying calzones after he sticks his hand in the tip jar? Uh, what is Ray's, Eva? Please buzz in next time, but no, it is not Ray's. Rob, can yeah. you steal? No, I'm trying to remember in the Steinbrenner voice. Got to get me one of those calzones from... Uh, I can't remember. Uh, the, I'll kick myself when I hear it. The correct answer here was Paisanos. Paisanos. Okay. Paisanos. All right, question eight. In The Apology, what does Elaine call women who find men's bodies to be attractive? Um, Keeve. Yes, Keeve. Uh, freaks? No, freaks is not the correct answer. Rob, can you steal? Uh, I cannot. She says that they're utilitarian, uh, the bodies. I don't remember what she calls women who like them. Well, she doesn't like these women, and she calls them sickies. Sickies. (laughs) Question number nine. In the movie, George describes Elaine as being a pretty woman, kind of short, a big wall of hair, and a face like what? Rob. Yes, Rob. A frying pan? It is indeed a frying pan. Excellent job. Excellent job. Moving on to question ten. Which actress played Dalrymple's underage daughter? Who's Keeve? Keeve, Keeve, Keeve. Keeve, yes. Uh, Denise Richards. Denise Richards is correct. Yeah. Very good. You see very what good. makes All an right. imprint on <laughs> yeah. him, AJ? I, I'm beginning to see where Keeve is looking. She was always yes. she was above age on the, uh, you know in real life. Did he answer that faster than any other question, Keith? <laughs> I, I think his answer on that was very real and I'm very just spectacular. A, I'm just a, I'm just a big Charlie Sheen fan. I'm, I'm a, mm-hmm. the whole anyone who- okay okay well you both got two questions right in that round uh which gives you both four points added to your score rob is still winning 13 to 8 and in order to try and keep things a little bit even stevens keeve this catch-up question is for you and it is multiple choice okay Keeve. yeah which one of these items have not plummeted to the ground below from outside of jerry's window is it a an air conditioner b a candy bar c a fur coat or D, a hairpiece? The hairpiece and the candy bar definitely have. Uh, so, what's the air conditioner and what's the fourth one I didn't just say? Fur coat. Fur coat. Uh, if the answer is fur coat because that didn't fall out of Jerry's uh, building, that fell out of uh, the, uh, the party. So, I'm going with uh, fur coat. That is correct, sir. Yes, yes, that is correct. Uh, all, all four of them have fallen out of windows, but uh, the fur coat was thrown out of Joe Mayo's apartment. Yeah. Correct. Very good job. It is now time for round two of. Yada, yada, yada. And this category is called Look, Shoshana, it's Mr. Matt. <laughs> okay. And a little strategy involved here. I'm going to ask you to name any baseball personality who has appeared on the show. Rob will go first, but here's where the strategy gets in. You will get a full point for anyone who appeared as themselves. You will get half a point if you name someone who appeared on the show, but somebody else portrayed them either in person or by voice. What about if they were mentioned but not seen? This is what I've been told is the category. I, I, I haven't gone through the list to, to determine it, so we'll see. 
Maybe don't use that one right away. <laughs> okay. So, Rob, you go first because you are leading. Pick okay. it off. Again, you keep going until you both get it wrong or until the list is gone. Okay. Keith Hernandez. Paul O'Neill. All right. Rob? Danny Tartable. Tartable. Keith. Now, you said personality, right? Not just player? I said baseball personality. Okay. Just... Um, all, right. all right. Derek Jeter. Derek Jeter. Rob? Uh, so uh, then I'll say George Steinbrenner. George Steinbrenner. Of course. Keith. Now is that a half? I get a half point for that. That's a half, a half point. point. Yes, that is a half that, point. Yeah. What about the what about the deleted, deleted scenes? scenes? Yeah, it's tricky. is that not, not canon? canon? I did not, not create this question, so I would assume not canon. But I cannot answer that question for you. Not canon. Again, bring it up with you know who. Okay. You shall not be named. Um, certain people are trying to think if we hear their voice that I know are mentioned. Um, uh, Joe DiMaggio. Joe DiMaggio is half a point. Correct. Okay. okay. Rob. Roger McDowell. Of course, the second spitter. Do we really hear, I guess we do hear him speak. That's what I was thinking in the flashback. Um, I think I'm out. Uh, the, 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 yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anybody left. Okay, Rob. Uh, Phil Rizzuto. That is worth a half a point. Keep going. Bob Murphy. No, Bob Murphy is not correct. What? Not, not correct. Keith. We literally hear Murphy speak uh, in last week's episode. Oh, well, they had to have we, appeared on the show. But, or their voice. So he gets a half a point by for someone, his voice. Voiced by someone else. Is what I said. So if no, it, it, he no, was voiced they, by they himself? Literally took, they literally took clips of Bob Murphy. Right. So that would not count. He did not appear on the show. His okay. voice. Boy, no, no. There was only, no. It was like George Steinbrenner appears on the show, but is voiced by someone else. Larry David. That's, okay. That's, I hear that's you. where we're going. I got Physically it. appeared on the got show. It. That's fine. We got plenty of points here. Uh, okay. Rob, you got... Four points for five answers, because you got two halves. Brings your score up to 17. And, Keeve, you got two and a half, which brings your point total up to 12 and a half. The two that you did not get, each would have been worth a full point. Manager Buck Showalter and Bernie Williams. Mm. Oh, I actually thought we said Bernie. All right, we are moving on to round three, about nothing, our final round. We will, of course, have a yada, yada, yada to close it out, so... Plenty of points still on the board. Each of these questions worth three points. Good luck, gentlemen. Here we go. Mm. As of this recording, how many Emmy Awards for acting has Julia Louis-Dreyfus won overall? Kiva. Yes. Five. Five is incorrect. And please let me finish the question for Rob. Yeah. How many Emmy Awards for acting has Julia Louis-Dreyfus won overall? And for what shows? Oof. Uh, got it there. You don't need to give me the breakdown for the shows. I need the number and the shows. Oh, for how many different for how many different shows did, did she win? How many different Emmys? Right, uh, name the I will, shows for which she's won an Emmy. I will say uh, four Emmys for the New Adventures of Old Christine and Veep. Uh, no, I'm sorry, that is entirely uh, incorrect. Uh, well, not entirely incorrect, but uh, we were looking for seven Emmys. She's actually won five times for Veep. Yeah, that's what I was. She. She won for Seinfeld in 1996, and she won once for New Ventures of All Christine. So seven was the answer. That holds up well. New Ventures of All Christine at me. And she may be winning uh, <laughs> this year for Veep as well. Right. I, I happened to see today that she had won five, so I just saw. So yeah, that was I, all just for just Veep. Veep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. All right, question number two. Who is the only actress to play a girlfriend of Jerry's who would subsequently be nominated for an Oscar? 
Marley Matlin had won before she had been on the show. I don't know. We need an episode of IMD bag to get us uh, <laughs> get us back on track. I'm Why out. don't you tell me the name of the actress you're thinking of? Yeah. Going to tap out on this one, guys? I'm tapping out. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think, but I don't know. I'm sure what you just said is a helpful clue. No, that was just Kramer's movie voice. Okay. <laughs> uh, the correct answer here, guys, was Catherine Keener. Catherine Keener, oh, uh, being John Malkovich, I believe, was uh, one of them. I don't know if she was nominated a second time for what, but uh, mm-hmm. Catherine Keener. Um, question number three. In order to win a date with Nikki, Todd Gack bets her that Richard Nixon's middle name is what? Rob? Yes. Millhouse. No, I'm sorry. That is his middle name, but that is uh, not yeah. what he said. Pete, mm, uh, can you steal? Yeah. Uh, no, I can't. Um, uh, Fillmore. No, I don't know. That sounds like. <laughs> uh, the correct answer is Mo. Not no, but Mo. 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 <laughs> because he wanted to lose, you see. Yeah. Anyway, question four. There's a two-part answer here. So listen carefully. In the pledge drive. George hears a story about someone eating a candy bar with a knife and fork. He then emulates this behavior, which impresses someone at his office, who later does it himself. I need to know from you who is the original candy eater with a fork and knife, and who does it later on. Rob? Yes? Um, Mr. Pitt does it originally, and then Danny Tartable does it at the pledge drive? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. Keith, can you steal? Yeah, I think it's Mr. Pitt, and then um, I think first we see yeah. um, someone else with the Yankees do it. Um, uh, Mr. Pitt, and then Wilhelm. Uh, the correct answer, as I have here, is Mr. Pitt, of course, does it first, and then Mr. Morgan. Morgan, okay. I, I, Morgan. I, I, I was trying to come up with Morgan's name. Sure. Okay. Uh, Fair enough. That's okay. We're going to move on to question five. Here we go again. The actors. What actress played a girlfriend of Jerry's around the same time that she was in real life Mm -hmm. having an affair with O.J. Simpson? Mm -hmm. I don't even know this. This isn't even a Seinfeld question, Chester. He's asking too many questions about the actresses and not not enough about... (laughs) Hey, about the actual show. Uh, is that so uh, unsubstantiated? Oh, I know. Trust me. We've been tame, trying to tame Chester for, for yes. three years to no avail. We know. Right, right. Um, I, I have I don't no idea. I, this, this sounds like an urban legend. Like, who knows who was dating OJ? I mean, for sure, Chris Jenner was because that's she, he's Chloe's dad, I hear. But other than that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Allegedly, allegedly. It, it's, uh, not, it's not News AF. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm out for this question. We're both. I tried to give you a hint uh, when I said, here we go again, uh, from the White Snake video fame. Oh, Tony Katane? Tony Katane. Oh. Uh, and yes, I did look it up, and yes, she was indeed having an affair with O.J. Simpson wow. in her life at this time. I, I once saw her uh, then-husband, uh, Chuck right. Finley, strike out four batters in one inning. Ah, yes. he was, and, uh, and he did it three times, and no one has ever done it more than once in baseball history. My question is, is Chuck Finley allowed more hits, or does David Coverdale have more hits? Something to think about. A poser. But it's not about Seinfeld, so we're going to move on. Number six. In the very famous episode, The Soup Nazi, what are the pet names that Susan uses for I herself can. and George? Eve. Yes. Oh, I was just going to say Schmoopy, but uh, no. Schmoopy. No, I'm sorry. That isn't correct. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you steal. 
<laughs> if we had a million years, I was not going to get the Kiki and Baby Bluey. All right. According to uh, you know who, the answers are Kiki and Baby Bluey. Yeah. Not to be confused that. with Baba Bluey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, guys, I wouldn't have gotten most of these questions right either, so I, 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 I would not feel bad. Uh, moving on to question seven. According to the vet, played by Rich Hall, in the Merv Griffin show, how much does it cost to put a squirrel to sleep? Akiv. Yes. Ten dollars. No, I'm sorry. Oh. That is not correct. Shoot. Can you steal? Oh, boy. Um... You pay by the pound, uh, so it's like a dollar thirty-two. <laughs> no, and I can't even give you any wiggle room on this. Uh, the correct answer was eighty cents. Okay. Yeah. Of course, I would think you know just put put, put them in front of the television set uh, playing classical music. They might fall asleep for free, but I guess that's not mm-hmm. what we're talking about, huh? No. All right. We are 0 for 7 in round 3, but I, I suppose this was supposed to be a hard round. That's why the mm-hmm. questions are worth so much. Mm-hmm. Moving on to number 8. In the parking garage, what reason does George give for why he never carries a pen? Rob. Yes, Rob. He's afraid of puncturing his scrotum. Yeah, I would think that would be a different type of ballpoint. Uh, yes. Guys, yes. Uh, that is correct, sir. We have someone on the board in round 3. Woohoo, woohoo, woohoo. <laughs> All right, that was three points to Rob. We're going to move on to question nine. In The Suicide, George mentions his brother and a woman named Pauline. How do these two characters know each other? Keeve. Yes, Keeve. Uh, how does George... Uh, they met at uh, um, a mental hospital. Uh, that is not the answer I have here, sir. Rob, can you steal? Um, she was his babysitter. Oh, very, very close. Very close. Uh... According to this answer, George's brother got Pauline pregnant. Now, I don't know if she was his babysitter, too, because it sounds yeah. like something that George's mm. brother would do, but okay. that's what I have here. Yeah, that's why they had to whack him. <laughs> All right, moving on to question 10. What name does Elaine think would belong to, and I quote, a bulimic chain-smoking stenographer from Staten Island? Kiev. So I think this is when she's trying to rename... Uh, Berkowitz, right? The son of Sam. But I'm just blanking on... Uh, I'm going to say Travis. No, I'm sorry. Travis is not correct. No. Rob, can it's you steal? When, it's when uh, that she's talking about a woman and she like gives like very specific references about that she used to know somebody with that name. And uh, yeah, I'm try- I, I don't... Uh, I can't think of what the woman's name is off the top of my head, so I'll guess. Uh, a uh, Deborah. No, I'm sorry, guys. The correct answer we were looking for is Sharon. 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 All right. That was the 10th and final question of round three. Rob gets three points to go up to 20. Keeve is sitting on 12.5. And Keeve, once again, the even Stevens question goes to you for three points, Keeve. Mm-hmm. In the gum. George wears a Henry VIII costume from what Mr. Harward calls the Institute. What is the full name of the Institute? We will accept either the name itself or the acronym. Shoot, I'm blanking on the, I'm blanking on the uh, I don't know, the New York Costume Institute. No, I'm sorry, that is not correct. Rob, can you steal? I have no idea. <laughs> well, 
This clearly was an easy question. It was the IPMPCW, the Institute for the Preservation of Motion Picture Costumes and Wardrobe. Of Come course. On, Chester. Who would get that? <laughs> no, I don't mind that question, Rob, honestly. It's a hard question, but at least it's a Seinfeld question. I'm much more upset about the actress question. And how many Emmys Julie Louis Dreyfus has. That's not uh, in, you'd never uh, hear that in a Seinfeld trivia night. In fairness to Chester, I changed that question, but his was also a question about awards that Julia Dreyfus had won. I just made it easier. Okay. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Our final question of... And what's the score? Uh, give me a second, Keith. Mm-hmm. 20 points for Rob. Mm-hmm. 12 and a half for Keith. Okay. Each of these answers will be worth one and a half points, so three for every two. Kind of like the NBA in the 70s. Uh obscure sports reference. I'm sorry, I couldn't help myself. Mm -hmm. And this category is called Tom Pepper is not an answer. We have two lists for you to pull from. You can pull from either list. We will go until both of you get one right. Uh, Get one right, yeah. That's the way they round went. (laughs) We'll go until either of you get one wrong or until the list is exhausted. I want you to name for me either non-athletes who played themselves on Seinfeld or Actors who played characters on Seinfeld and then went on to play themselves on Curb Your Enthusiasm. So there are eight answers for the non-athletes who played themselves on Seinfeld. There are seven answers for actors who played characters on Seinfeld but played themselves on Curb Your Enthusiasm at some point during the run. Rob, you're winning. You get to go first. Okay. Um, Now, this is where uh, I feel like this could throw everything off. Julie Louis Dreyfus is that is that are we accepting like the principal cast members playing themselves on Kirby Enthusiasm? Julie Louis Dreyfus is correct. Okay. Well, then, then I got to go with uh, Michael Richards. Michael Richards is correct. Okay, Jason Alexander. Correct. Jerry Seinfeld. Correct. The difficulty level okay. just went up a little bit. And you could make a you could make a strong case for Larry David, who you know like well, appears Rob is up. A, Appears Rob is up. Rob is no, up. But I'm saying you can't say Larry David, even if Chester said yes, because he never really appears. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, so then the, and what is the first category that, uh, that we're looking for celebrities that played themselves on Seinfeld? Yes. Non athletes. Okay. Uh, Bette Midler. Bette Midler is correct. Okay. Non athletes. Not at least. Um, even though, even though technically she was playing in the softball league and was an athlete on the episode, we're not counting her as an athlete. Oh, um, shoot, Raquel Welch. Raquel Welch is not correct. You are out, sir. Run the table as much as you can. Wait, she didn't appear as herself on Seinfeld. Apparently not. Not on my list. Okay, I could have sworn that she was in the uh, oh, Broadway production yeah. of Rochelle. Rochelle, look it up. Yeah. Look it up. He said he he might not have a complete list here. If you guys agree on it, it's fine. I mean, it seems like canon to me. Uh, yeah, John she Voight. plays her as herself, as herself. Okay, then we will give you the points and continue on. Mm. Uh, did you say John, uh, John, John Voight? Yeah, John Voight is correct. Eve. Okay. Um, Jay Leno. Jay Leno is not on my list. Rob. Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei is absolutely correct. Keep going. Um, uh, Mel Torme. Mel Torme is correct. Keep going. Uh, I'll say Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight is not on my list. So that ends our game. The other names that are on the list, he included Larry David, but you guys said no, no, no. So we're going to poo-poo that one. Uh, actors who play characters on Seinfeld, but play themselves on Curb, what, Christine Taylor? 
and mm-hmm. Kathy Griffin. Oh. Non-athletes who played themselves on Seinfeld include uh, Mayor Rudy Giuliani, Corbin Bernson, who appears on every TV show he can, George Went, and Fred Savage. So our final score. Keeve with four and a half in that round has moved up to 17. And with nine points in that round, 29 total, Rob Sesterdino is our big winner. Congratulations, sir. Nice. It's nice. It's nice to win something one day, AJ. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Should have played for if, money. If you want, if you want, I can give Keeve a fourteen-point uh, catch-up question to try and win. No, it. I already got enough uh, sympathy <laughs> points. Okay, AJ, will you be having Alex Chester as a guest on Beat My Guest anytime soon? Uh, something tells me that you guys would love me to do it if the beat <laughs> were taken as a physical action uh, and mm. not in the metaphoric Ooh, sense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I certainly would not uh, not invite him, but I'm not 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 inviting him. If you know okay. what I mean. But Got you guys it. are yeah. both absolutely invited to come on. Uh, you guys are, are wonderful contestants, and I would be happy to have either of you on. Uh, hit me up, and we'll schedule you an appearance. And I promise all contestants on Beat My Guest can have full confidence that I've looked up the answers and I know that they're right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, AJ, how do people find Beat My Guest? Uh, You can find Beat My Guest on iTunes, uh, you know, where all good podcasts are found. I also uh, run it from podbean.com. If you'd like to do the whole patronage thing, it's patron.podbean.com slash Beat My Guest. But uh, yeah, definitely just you know, even just a search engine uh, on, on the Google will, will, will come up. Uh, you have to scroll through a couple of the Adam Ant songs because he had a song called Beat My Guess. But I, I come up pretty fairly early on considering. OK. And how often does the new episode come out? New episodes every single week, sir. And we've got an exciting episode coming up next week uh, in honor of the uh, Survivor season that is getting ready to kick off. Uh, we're going to have a former Survivor contestant. And, uh, of course, a fine Star Trek uh, podcast uh, participant for you, Mr. David Wright. Okay, mm. very exciting. Mr. Men right. and David Wright. Indeed, yes. indeed. <laughs> the, the only I'm sure time that, I'm sure that won't those come up two people <laughs> will be reunited. All right, take care, guys. <laughs> <laughs> all right, AJ, uh, thank you so much, okay? Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. It was a lot of fun. And uh, Thanks so much, AJ. Yeah, yeah. you know hey, who you Chester, are out we, there. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. Chester as well, or... or too many yeah, poorly worded thank you, questions. Chad. No, he, he worked hard on this, so I, I appreciate it, even though he definitely, you know, when we go around to do 180 episodes again, he, you know, maybe we'll ask Amir to come up with the questions. <laughs> Johnny DeSilvera. All right. Thanks so much, AJ. All right. Take care, guys. Thanks. All right, everybody. There you have it. AJ Mass with the quiz, Keeve. Um, yeah. AJ did a great job. Chester did a great job. Maybe people will want the podcast to continue just as a weekly quiz show about Seinfeld. Uh, not with us answering, though. Maybe no. we could do the question. I feel like we do a great job asking questions, coming up with questions. Yeah, well, one thing is for sure about this life. I have a lot of questions, more questions than answers. So it was consistent with the Seinfeld quiz. Uh, listen, we never said this is the Seinfeld know-it-alls. This is just Seinfeld, the no. post-show recap. Yes. All right, Keeve. So before we get to the clips of the Seinfeld post-show recap, I guess we should touch on the Seinfeld clip show to some degree uh you and i uh did a little bit more of a deep dive into the clips from 100 uh we also took voicemails in that podcast very famous podcast uh that we did along the way Keith, did you have any specific thoughts about this seinfeld clip show it's an hour long it ran from eight to nine before the seinfeld finale yeah um i i was very excited for it i remember watching it live 
Um, I can't I, guarantee that's the time that it ran because I'm doing the math now because the Seinfeld finale was what, 90 minutes? And then uh, like really 75. It was really 75 minutes. The Seinfeld finale. Right. Like an hour so 15. What, did, what did NBC do that night? Did they do an hour clip show, then Seinfeld at nine? And then what did they put on I at 1030? Th- they must have had like a shorter ER. That's my that's my short uh, ER. Like a not much shorter, maybe like a 45 minute ER then. Doesn't that make sense? I don't know. Can you do a 45 minute ER? I mean, you got to put something afterwards because you have you have a, like a ludicrously big audience. You got to do. You know, you can't you can't just like sit on that audience. Right? Yeah, I don't know what they would do that night. I'm sure we can find it somewhere. Oh, yeah. I'll get back to you in, in a minute and I'll tell you what they did. Um, yes. But uh, yeah, so the the for the actual clip show, it was good. You know, they sort of they sort of uh, it was well edited. They, they had like all the like they didn't have necessarily like the most iconic moments. It was just sort of like a bunch of things spruced together. But really what everyone remembers from that episode is the final few minutes where they have sort of behind the scenes footage, which at the time in the pre DVD era was considered cool. Like when you would have never seen that besides for when they showed it to you. Right. And so they had like, yeah, first they had, you know, they had bloopers, which are all, again, that's pretty rare uh, for that time because there weren't DVDs yet. And then they and then they showed a couple of minutes behind the scene with the with the famous Green Day song time of your life and a good uh, what's it called good riddance i believe is the real name of the song right and um mm-hmm. uh really that's what people remember about about the clip show the uh the green day song yeah it was interesting that they had so many montages and uh really it started off with like uh, the opening thing was like a montage of like all the action sequences of the show which i felt like was odd for the show about nothing yeah, I mean, they, they they sort of did it by theme, right? They had like, you know, everyone makes funny noises. Everyone falls down. They just, you know, they did. They, they weren't, sh- you know, they're not going to show like the 10 funniest scenes. They didn't show more than 20 seconds of any scene. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, a- anything uh, stand out to you that was in there or was not in there? Uh, I mean, lots of, you know, a lot of stuff wasn't in there. What was weird that was in there? Not really. I mean, they film like an original opening scene where they're sort of getting Jerry did rushing Jerry work. to go to a movie. Right. Doesn't really work. No, he, he's not a good actor in that sort of scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, not really. Did anything stand out to you? Other than I don't know what the music licensing uh, must have been for this. For all the montages, uh, they had a lot of the Superman theme and Michael Jackson. So, yeah, um, they spared no expense for the Seinfeld clip show. Yeah. So they did air an episode of ER afterwards. OK. Wow. I had to squeeze that in. Yeah. They had almost 50 million viewers for that. Yeah. episode of ER. Might have uh, preempted local news. Maybe they go like a little bit longer. Yeah. Back in the day, I don't think they did that as much other than for sports where you have no real um, option. But yeah, I, I bet they did. OK. All right. Uh, Keeve. So this clip show prompted us to ask our listeners, what were your favorite moments from the history of the Seinfeld post show recap? And we were inundated by people sending in their most requested clips. Yeah. A lot of people send in clips. I really appreciate it. Uh, a lot of people sent in timestamps. For clips, which I appreciate, although it's confusing because the timestamps are different on iTunes than on our website. Um, but uh, people did a great job. You know, a lot of things that I didn't remember that people sent in, um, mm-hmm. you know, that that were like I listened to that and I sort of and again, I famously or infamously uh, or nobody knows uh, have never really listened to 
to the this show. So it's weird, like hearing it. But I actually like listened and laughed at some of the things. Wow. So and you would say that it was even a good podcast. This is a good podcast. Yeah. People are smart for listening to this. OK, well, Keeve, then uh, let's go back to our first clip. And uh, this is the oldest clip uh, that we have. You know, I had gone and listened to some of the uh, the first episode of the podcast. And, you know, you and I just uh, were sort of just like on a blind date. I think we would talk basically like one time before we started this podcast. Right. So, yeah, I listened back to the whole first podcast uh, in preparation for this. And I took notes even. And uh, first of all, I have to say, like, I don't remember anything from from doing that. I don't remember doing that. We had spoken. I emailed you about the show. We've read the email on air before in early Mm -hmm. 2014. You said, let's do it later in the summer. And then at some point realized, hey, that's the 25th anniversary of Seinfeld beginning. So it's perfect timing. And then we started the show in early June, I think the 8th, maybe. Uh, of 2014, but I I didn't have a mic yet. I didn't have a podcast mic, and the audio from that first episode is just abysmal. Is rough. It's like I, my first note was, uh, "Holy cow, my audio is bad," and then my second note was, "Why didn't we cancel the show after one episode?" <laughs> it's just so <laughs> like hard to listen to. Seinfeld, right? Yeah, it's so hard to listen to, and my audio doesn't get much better until I think at some point in season two. Hmm. Okay. Well, other than the audio, that did you feel like that the podcast uh, was close to what it ultimately was going to become? Not really. I don't think mm-hmm. there's any real moment. Like, again, you're right. It's a blind date. I don't you know, I'm not like exactly sure when to talk at that point, because like now I know, like I can always sense 99 percent of the time I can sense when we're doing our normal back and forth talking about the episode, like when you're going to stop talking and when to interject. But Mm -hmm. I had no idea. That's like a hard thing to do because, again, we don't see each other. It's different than a podcast where the people are in the same room. Um, You said uh, a couple notes I took, like, we still need a name for the podcast. We kind of still do need a name for the podcast. Yeah. Um, We never really settled on, like, Seinfeld Push a Recap or a podcast about nothing. Although I didn't remember this, but I came up with a podcast about nothing unplanned in the first minute of 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 the series. Yes, that was clutch. That was clutch. Uh, you said not sure if the world is at, l- at large is ready for a Seinfeld podcast. We're, we're still trying to figure that out. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, we were just planning on doing a top 25 countdown of the episodes. Yes. I think uh, we said we were going to do the first the, the, we said well, we were do the first six. No, the first five, the, fir- okay. the, the, the pilot and then the next four. So the first five from season one. Right. And then after that, we'd sort of figure it out. But I think the like the carrot was like, if you guys like it, we'll do the top 25. We never mentioned it on the first episode, but by about episode three or four, I think you had said, oh, we'll just, we, we'll, you know, the, the alternative would be to do them all. And then we yeah. were renewed. We were not canceled. Yeah. Um, and we got, we got the pickup and then the rest is history. Do you, do you remember the hashtag from the first episode? Did you listen to uh, it? Uh, you know, I, I had listened to it before we did last week's podcast, but I didn't listen to it before this one. Uh, so the hashtag it was uh, bad news, bad news, bad news, bad news. Right. So now I using that hashtag, I'm going back and seeing like I, I was checking out like who tweeted about the first podcast. Yeah. So the first tweet anyone? was uh, by Eastwood McFly. Yeah, a lot of people, much more than have ever tweeted about it since um, the the first well, Eastwood at Eastwood McFly said the Seinfeld podcast was full of yada, yada, yada. Looking forward to more. I'm going to like all these tweets from 2014 now. Cause it doesn't look Me like, too. like Me too. I liked them then. 
So you just, you know, you ha- you put in the hashtag bad news, bad news. You know what? But we did like them. It's weird. It just doesn't show up as we like it. Maybe after three years, you could re-like. Uh, but while Hogs has continued the Seinfeld casts, uh, Adam Ferrario says, I'm out. No, really, I'm in. Please more. Matt Gojian, I, I, I asked him how to pronounce, but I don't remember. You know how to pronounce that guy's name? Gjogan? Uh, I think I, Matt G. Uh, Gagan. Gagan, yeah. Uh, we need more. Seinfeld Podcast, one of the best shows of all time. Uh, Mutant for Life says, looking forward to the next 179 episodes. This is going to be a faithful tweet. At Scott STP says, I want more Seinfeld podcasts. I think, oh, boy. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> History is not kind to that decision. And, and, and he got more than he could have He got handle. more than he could have ever, uh, more than he could have ever guessed. Uh, yeah, so a lot of people tweeting about that first episode on uh, June 10th, 2014. Okay. Well, the first clip that I have for you today uh, was requested. It actually comes from our 20th episode that we did back on October 25th, 2014, when we talked about the pen. And you and I uh, would, you know, be talking about a lot of things that happened uh, 20 years ago and a lot of different people that we met along the way. And you were describing uh, you. You had some update about the actress who played Evelyn, a neighbor of the Seinfelds uh, down in Florida. And uh, you wanted to introduce some new information onto the podcast. This is uh, from the pen. Yeah, Jerry clearly knows this Evelyn very well. Yeah, he's like, um, oh, hi, Evelyn. Yeah, uh, let me tell you a fun fact about, uh, about Evelyn? this episode. Yes. Well, first of all, Evelyn was the grandma on the nanny. Okay, good so, to know. So we're going to get to her eventually when we start a nanny podcast. Okay, sure. Um, but uh, fun fact, actually, we're not so fun, depending on which side of the coin you're on here. Um, Morty Seinfeld, Jack Klompas, and Uncle Leo... All deceased. Oh. Oh, well, I'm sorry. I guess now it's not such a fun fact if you didn't know that, if people didn't know that. Yeah, well, especially when you set it up as a fun oh, fact. okay. We may have to. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was not a fun fact, Akiva. No, 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 no. It's not fun at all. It's <laughs> a uh, new segment. Right. Akiva's not fun facts. <laughs> Akiva tells us who died. It's hammer time. Um, Oh no, yeah. we have to like retape the whole episode. Forget it. <laughs> and um uh I'm sorry, this came out very wrong. <laughs> Fun fact did stick. Yeah, that stuck. I think that was really the birth of it. A total accident. Uh, I don't know why I said fun fact. I, I I again, I didn't think that you real like I don't know why I should have realized like oh you knew exactly who was dead and who was alive, but I yeah. thought it was cool that all the women were alive, not so much that the men were dead. Yeah, that's where you were going with that. Uh, I went mm-hmm. and continued listening to the clip. You're trying to say, yeah, the fun fact is that all of the women in this episode, they are all still alive, even though I should have led with that. Have all <laughs> have all moved on. Uh, we would more artfully end up saying uh, people would pass to the alternate side uh, once yeah. we got to season three. But this was uh, very much in the uh, infancy of the podcast back in 2014. That's right. Okay. Keeve, um, let's uh, skip ahead. I don't know if we had uh, too many submissions from uh, 2015, but uh, we'll jump right ahead to 2016, and we'll talk about another uh, very memorable moment from the Seinfeld Post recap in The Couch. I think this is maybe the best theory in the history of the show. 
Yes. We've had a lot of different theories about different things going on in the, in the writer room. And I think that perhaps uh, this might be the time that I was uh, the closest to hitting on something. So this is from the 91st episode recap in February 6, 2016. And I had a theory about maybe a different direction the show could have gone in when Poppy ends up peeing on Jerry's couch. Something doesn't make sense to me. We have... Why? We've established that Poppy has the severe gastrointestinal distress. Mm-hmm. We see a scene where Poppy ends up receiving five alarm chili as a gift. <laughs> oh boy. We have see Poppy where you're going. sit down on the couch and gets up and there's a stain. And Poppy peed the couch? Doesn't it feel like in an earlier draft of this script that maybe it was not number one? That was left on the couch by Poppy, but in fact, number two. Oh, my God. This is you really I, you may have uh, opened up a whole new door here. Notice I think, the color of Jerry's new couch. Yeah, it's to a me, white couch that Jerry ends up getting. And it doesn't show well. The P does not show well on TV. It does not. It does not. You wonder if maybe the NBC executives or the censors Standards and practices, they'll always get you. Yeah. If they stepped in and said, no. We cannot do a poppy poop couch. Uh, it needs to be a poppy pee couch. Yeah. And, and Seinfeld has a lot of pee humor and not a lot of poop humor. Yeah. Because it almost it makes no sense why poppy anything he's going through, why he would suddenly lose control of his bladder. This is I mean, I didn't think about this. Nobody wrote in about this. I feel like you, you should you know give yourself some applause. This is impressive. <laughs> You think that this is the case? I, now that you say it, it, it had to at least have been bandied about in the room. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what, Rob? What? No matter what happens, this is our first question to Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way we're going to top this question. Jerry, back in uh, October 94. Uh, by, by the way, first question, it should be our last question because he's hanging up. But still. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh <laughs> Jerry, now you, first off, hold on. Now you know I am. This is Rob, and this is Akiva. I just want to make sure you get the names down. If you, if you, we'll give you a second. If you want to just get a pen, so you have our names right uh, for the interview. Either. Right. <laughs> yeah, we never got the answer to that question from any of the Seinfeld associated people that we spoke with. Yeah, I'd say if we ever do get one in the future, we'll call like an emergency episode in like yeah. 2021 and we'll uh, we'll finally sit. You know, maybe Jerry gets like old enough that he's like, oh, what the hell? I'll just do any podcast that asks and we'll get him on and we'll uh, this is, you know, this will be our first and only question. Is that still question number one? I think it is. Yeah. Again, uh, written by Larry David. That's one of the reasons why we've never gotten the answer to this out of the various writers that we spoke to. We need to get LD actually on this. Yeah. So a uh, Cassie David, who's Larry's daughter, has been in the news. Like she has like a web series and she's done a lot of media. What if someone like, you know, DMs her on Instagram is like, all right, I need you to ask your dad the following question. Yes. Not going to happen, right? Poppy always uh, was he supposed to pee on the couch or... Was Poppy supposed to have a different type of accident in the Seinfeld episode, The Couch? So that that was suggested by Sean Falconer. The first one was from Ed Shields. I will say Sean Falconer was invaluable for this process because people would say like, hey, do you have, you know, such and such a clip? 
and Falconer would come back with like, actually, it starts at 1731 and ends at 1848. But then you guys mentioned again at 2931 until, you know, 3182. So there's no 82 seconds in a minute. But you, you get the point. Um, right. Yeah. So Falconer was really great for uh, this. Uh, see, I uh, thought episode. that people had sent in the time codes. I didn't know that. Nobody Sean sent in so an end code. <laughs> um, uh, nobody sent in an end code. So. Uh, if someone didn't send anything in and I thought we would use it, I asked Sean, I found some of them myself, but I, I found all the end times for the most part, but Sean did, uh, a, a, you know, the yeoman's job of a lot of this. Okay. Well, maybe we should save the poppy couch for our one question for Larry and maybe go in a different direction for our one question for Jerry, because there was something else that we were, uh, dying to know exactly what was going on in the episode the fusilli jerry and in that episode that is when jerry shares with putty a move that he has been doing for some time that elaine recognizes in her first go round with putty uh yeah this is uh so okay so that question for ld this question for js yes uh, this was back in our episode 107 recap from May 21st, 2016. You and I were discussing the move. Right. I mean, if you were trying to like, if you were trying to like piece together the actual move, uh, I think it's almost pretty nonsensical in terms of what you would actually uh, attempt to be doing. Yeah. I think when this episode aired and I was, you know, 11 or 12. <laughs> yeah. I think this set me back like five to ten years <laughs> trying to figure out what was going on here. Okay, so we find out that you need a headboard. Uh, a headboard is required for the move, and uh, padded is bad. You want an unpadded headboard uh, to start, okay? <laughs> Not sure why. <laughs> These are very specific requirements. <laughs> also, you want to have a, no more than a one-foot height differential between the man and the woman here. Uh, she's five foot four, so that's fine. But again, and with this headboard thing, I mean, when we see in the aftermath that, you know, it's not like you would imagine like, okay, you, she's, you know, she's tied to, up to the headboard or anything. Like that. Again, I'm not sure exactly why the headboard is required uh, in anything we're talking about here. Yeah, and it's not it's not made clear. I'm not sure. You know, one we're talking about like men versus women, that sort of thing. But we did mention Marjorie Rubin wrote this episode, so it is it is interesting that we're almost getting like a female perspective here. Whatever I don't know what she wrote that made it to the final, you know, uh, you know, filming. But it is I guess it is you know worth thinking about that a woman wrote the episode, right? Also, the one foot differential in heights. Again, Jerry says you could really hurt your neck. Again, I am not really understanding why the height differential uh, is such a factor here in terms of the move, in terms of what we're seeing the move is like. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> the one foot is also a huge differential. Yes. Yes. OK. All right. So we get back to Jerry's apartment. He's still talking about the move. He says he ends with the swirl. Uh, he likes the swirl. He's comfortable with the swirl. Uh, he feels like the swirl is a great uh, capper. Um, Putty likes the pinch, which uh, Jerry finds presumptuous. Uh, it's a clockwise swirl. Um, do without getting uh, too clinical. Oh I mean, what? <laughs> what? What part of the body is swirling here? Is it a is it a finger? Is it a tongue? Is it something else? Because if Putty is pinching, I feel like yeah. 
I feel like that that leads us to a, it. This is a digit. Okay, so I I did a little bit of research today. Okay, people were saying, you know, basically, what is the move, right? Mm-hmm. Right. This question has been asked, you know, for twenty years. Mm-hmm. What exactly is is Jerry's move? And I did see a funny, uh, you know, Reddit thread. There's a there's an article from Bustle. Yes. You know, what exactly like what is the counterclockwise swirl? What is Jerry talking about? Clockwise <laughs> swirl for Jerry. George does right. the counterclockwise swirl. Uh, and I can't read uh, one word of the answer. I'm not going to read one word of the answer. Okay. But if send you me, Google, I feel like. Send me a link. You could, right. You want it now? <laughs> sure. OK. But, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, probably ultimately. Should this be the first question we ask Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> Like, all right. Uh, we've been waiting years and years to uh, get this man on the line with us. He is uh, the all-time greatest comedian, uh, stand-up comedian that there ever was, uh, the co-creator of Seinfeld. Please welcome uh, Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry, how are you? Uh, first question, uh, could you tell us a little bit more in specific detail about the move? <laughs> What move? Which part of the body is clockwise swirling? Is that one? And I actually, one I actually think rotation? they do like a good job of being vague. Yeah, like there really is no answer to this question. It's like one of those like uh, MC Escher paintings. If you really are trying to think about what's going on here, right? Yeah, I do. I think you know. I think we're spending more time than they did in the writers' room. That's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, that is for sure. Uh, We definitely did spend way more time thinking and talking about these things than anybody ever did in the uh, like the debate of should we do this? Should we not do this? Um, To me. Oh, yeah. yeah. First of all, we spent more time thinking about the show in general than all the writers combined (laughs) in the history of the show. Like we've spent what an hour, an average of an hour and a half. And this is episode like 177 and 178. Mm hmm. So, you know, do the math there. Yeah. Uh, That that clip was sent in by Giovanni. What is the move? Yes. I don't know if he's curious for his own use or. uh, He probably wanted to know, but we never really gave him an answer. Right. I think anytime you and I were talking about any sort of advice for uh, people to follow in their relationships, I think those were always the highlights of this podcast. Yeah, for sure. I, we give better, like, ultimately, that's why we're quitting the podcast. It's not a relationship advice podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be what we'll move on to next. All right, Keeve, uh, let's go then to uh, something from one of the more recent seasons. Uh, in uh, the Merv Griffin show, we, is that, is that the name of the episode? Merv Griffin show? Yep. Okay. Uh, way back when you, uh, you and I started talking about some of the ideas that we had as the finale was moving, uh, closer and closer. We now know what we're going to do for finale night, but there was a lot of talk about what might come up. And one of the ideas along the way was the idea of going on to the Kenny Kramer tour. And you and I explored what that might entail Back uh, in June of this year, earlier this summer, 
you and I talked about what was coming up on finale night for our listeners who were meeting us in person. One of the scariest nights of my life, we went we went after hours to my friend Andrew's aforementioned dad's uh, uh, like vet you know offices, like the clinic. And we go downstairs and all like the dogs that are there, like for, I guess they're all the sick dogs and other animals, like you, the, the lights are off and you flick on the lights and you go down into this basement and hundreds of dogs start barking at you once. And these are sick dogs. Who knows? They might have rabies. Who knows what's going on? Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know why you go to a vet. I assume if you have rabies, you go to, I don't know. And and it's so scary. I was like petrified. It was the scariest thing. You like you think they're all they're all in cages, but you think they're gonna like break out and murder you. Oh my god! It was yeah. very scary. Okay. I wouldn't do it again even now. All right. Uh, yeah. We'll, but uh, let's let's make that part of. Should the we take a podcast trip to uh, to like uh, <laughs> all the sick dogs? Why? Why are we interested? doing this? Why? I don't know. It's to scare people. Like it'll be on the Kenny Kramer tour. We'll do like it'll be a, the Kenny Kramer tour. What won't be Seinfeld stuff. Why is anybody Kenny, doing this? Because the Kenny Kramer store tour is going to be like that's not your childhood home. Enough. Listen, the Kenny Kramer tour is like your childhood home, uh, my childhood home. Mm-hmm. It'll be like we'll play with my action figures. We'll play with the Keith Millard action figure. We'll go to like. Uh, you know, like the the park would Rob would pick up all the chicks. We'll go to like all the all the um all like the hot spots that from mine and your childhood. That'll be it'll be like our version of the Seinfeld Kenny Kramer tour. Okay, we uh, might not even Kenny. We might just like. Would haven't you ever wanted to just like commandeer a bus, like rent out a bus? Okay, but then why do we have to go to like uh, Ramsey Snow's uh, headquarters of like? Uh, it's not to- Ramsey Snow. He's he's a part of the podcast. He's my oldest friend. We you go to his dad's office. <laughs> on Long Island and uh, people like dogs right is this is a pro dog podcast a very pro dog you see hundreds of dogs <laughs> hundreds of dying dogs Keith you're, we're gonna get uh, yeah. hate mail for this no I pro I want to go there and maybe we could see like maybe we could save these dogs I don't every, know. We, every have to adopt a dog yeah everyone has to adopt a dog <laughs> you have to and it's a draft we'll do it They're like we love drafts right we're a draft mm-hmm. type of podcast yes we'll, we'll do it in conjunction dog with 32 draft. fans podcast dog draft dog might draft. be everyone, good it is a really good idea. Yeah. I mean, maybe he'll get us healthy dogs instead of sick dogs. Right. Okay. Uh, he may retire before, before like, uh, we do this in, in the fall. So I don't know. Okay. I don't know if he's going to retire. If he hears this, he'll retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good idea, dog draft. I do like dog draft. I'm not sure necessarily how it would work. Like, do you, you have, like, 10 friends that they all want to get a dog at the same day, so you all go to the, the, the adoption center? All the listeners on the Kenny Kramer tour need to, like, we'll do a, like, oh, we'll, you know, it's in, it's in Gray Neck, so we'll have a while to drive. It's like a half hour away from, from right now. So on the way, we'll have like a lottery thing. Like we'll pick numbers out of a hat. The guy who gets one gets the first dog and yeah. like so on until, you know, I assume there'll be at least me and you, just probably two people on the bus, me and you. Yeah. So it'll be, <laughs> I guess you, one of us will get first pick, one of us will get second. But it's, if there was like 40 people, you, you're stuck with the 40th best dog. Like that yeah. could be a real clunker of a dog. <laughs> I can't wait to fly back to Los Angeles with the 40th best dog. By the way, dog. the best con. <laughs> The best content in the history of RHAP would be you bringing home another dog. Let's be honest. <laughs> Even as a prank. Like, it would be your wife's face when you walked in the door with that dog. It would be, it would be, have a hundred million views on YouTube without question in one day. Nicole, it's I, the 40th you, best rescue dog that was there. In all of Little Neck. Yeah. You should see I mean, what Sean is, Falconer got. <laughs> <laughs> I think Dan Birkin had a rabbit. It's not even, not even a real dog. Yeah. Okay. Chester like scammed the system and like traded the 17th pick for like the 23rd pick and like a squirrel. <laughs> Pet draft. 
Okay. Keith, is there still time for the pet draft for the finale? Oh, yeah. We're, we're doing it. We're just bringing them all to uh, Tom's restaurant or wherever we're going to do this. <laughs> Are there pets allowed? Probably not. Yeah. Could they wait outside? Could we have the pets uh, in some sort of a, a pen up until the point that we have the draft? Like, that's like the combine. I think, I, yeah, I think maybe we go to Central Park with the dogs to have more space. And then we like, we put the dogs through like the 40 yard dash jump, you know, catching a Frisbee, chasing a tennis ball. Uh, and they're not just dogs, right? It's like 20 dogs, eight rabbits, a sheep, a sheep, uh, you know, I don't know. We got to throw in a real clunker in there, like some cats. Mm-hmm. And um, and then everyone, you know, everyone drafts after that. We do like a big we put everyone's name in a hat and we do like a draft unveiling party. That would be fun. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, you know, you got to go home with your dog. Wow. All right. Well, we'll see how it all plays out. Uh, the excitement will be never ending at the uh, Seinfeld finale or Frogger watch party. Podcast I think I think recording. Yeah, I think what has to happen is like people have to tweet at Nicole. She's not going to be there. Is she going to be in New York even? She will actually be in New York, but probably not at the Seinfeld Well, obviously she's not going to be the pod. I understand she's not going to be the Seinfeld show, but I I meant New York. People should start tweeting like, I can't believe Rob is coming home with a second dog. Just like everyone start tweeting that at her. It would be funny. See, I would be at the combine trying to find like the slowest, laziest dog that might just sleep all day. I think that's what I'm looking for. I I don't need more energy from a pet. So you're looking for what about a dog that's like a little older, if you know what I mean? Is that what you'd be looking for? Yeah. Yeah. I think that'd be my number one pick. So people Uh are going to have different strategies. Right. Someone's actually trying to come home with like, you know, their number one QB. Mm -hmm. But another person... Right. I don't know. My I, did, did I tell the story about my kid bring home a hamster no. last week? Oh, my um, my daughter came home from school with a hamster. OK. And I said, why did you come home from school with a hamster? And she's like, there's this new girl. And her, she gave me her hamster. And like, that's not a present. Right. That's like a huge punishment. Mm-hmm. So I, I said, like, you need to go to her house right now and give her back this hamster before like it becomes ours. Yeah. And it stunk. <laughs> and she's like, no, she like lives far away. I can't just go. Uh, and so like the hamster's just sitting there and I'm like freaking out. And now like the little kids are like, we got a hamster. They're celebrating. It's the greatest day of their life. They thought they have this pet hamster and like the house stinks. And nobody's taking care of this dumb hamster. Mm-hmm. Probably gives diseases to the baby. Yeah. And, uh, and nobody's doing anything about it. I'm the bad guy. Everyone else is, is fine with the stupid hamster. And, uh, finally I said like, you got to call up your friend and give back the hamster. And she's like, the friend doesn't want it back. I'm like, too bad. It's only been in our house right. for like, we have at what the point receipt. can you give it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what are you going to do? You can't just like leave it outside. Even like the pet store won't want the hamster. Like literally you're stuck with it. You have to like pay someone to take it. And, and they like brought it outside. And like uh, the boy next door is like, ooh, hamster. And he took it. Oh, good. And, and now they're like, oh, we can visit whenever we want now. So I think it was like, really, that boy was sent from heaven. It, it yeah, was amazing. You got lucky. Yeah. Okay. Keith, there were two clips, though, that really stood out above the rest that people requested they hear on our version of the clip show. The first comes from one of Seinfeld's uh, most famous episodes, and we had a lot of pressure on us the day that we talked about the soup Nazi. Why do we have a lot of pressure on us? Because I feel like that that is, okay, a lot of people are saying that that is the biggest Seinfeld episode and you would expect, you know, I I felt a lot of pressure internally that day of we have to deliver on this podcast. 
Look at Rob. Always, always concerned for how it's going to come out. Yeah, no, I agree. I thought if it was bad, because I think also you you said on that episode, like, this is the episode maybe the most people are going to listen to. Yeah. Like, this is someone's like, going to j- jump in and be like, ooh, let me check out the Soup Nazi. And if that's good, maybe I'll start again from episode one. Yeah. And so you and I were talking about uh, what was going on here in the Soup Nazi. And we got into some discussion about uh, the idea of a Seinfeld convention, which ironically uh, is somewhat what our finale is turning into, but uh, not exactly for the sake of reasons that you will hear in this clip. This is from July 23rd, 2016. Now that like we get to this Larry Thomas stuff, I'm a little surprised there's no Seinfeld con. Hmm. I'm happy because then I feel like we'd be pressured into going and I've never been to a con. We I should like, run it. I, you know, I think now, like, I, I probably don't, you know, my wife, I walked, I came home today huffing and puffing from like four stairs. And my wife said, you know, I just looked at WebMD and like the five main factors for a stroke are basically like the five ways I describe you, like high mm-hmm. cholesterol, this. And so I could not be long for this world. Who knows? But I think if I get up there and like, you know, God is deciding between heaven and hell, I don't really believe this, but let's, let's just say for argument's sake, I decide between heaven and hell. And he said, like, tell me one thing about you that like me that, you know, would like can sway me that you would be in heaven. I think number one would be I've never been in a political argument on Facebook. Yes, me neither. Me neither. But number two would be <laughs> I've never been to any kind of con. I've never been to like Comic Con or anything like that. Well, why do you <laughs> think that God would approve that? Oh, I don't know. I just like those are the only things I have going for me. I mean, as long as you're not going to like uh, Sodomy Con or something like that. Well, I why? Feel like- what, 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 what are you? Uh, who are you? Like uh, the you're the Larry Thomas? You're anti-sodomy all of a sudden. <laughs> well, it was called Sodom and Gomorrah. That's where they got the name from. I mean, yeah, but listen, time's very changed. much on the list of things that God does not. <laughs> that's not true. Like. That's that's fair. I mean, listen, who knows? It's, I mean, we're this is a post Donovan world. God's opinion could have changed on that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Like, I, I, and I'm not saying between any, you know, any two genders. I think that I think that pretty much that's like a blanket thing that uh, I mean, it's very I think it's, uh, you know, pretty not explicit. A, you're saying in the yeah. Bible. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I've gotten my wife's opinion on it. It's very, very frowned upon. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I don't know if this episode is ever hearing the light of day. Um, the, I think this. <laughs> I think the. Do you ever think like Sodom has all these like you know you know like always had negative connotations from like way back then? You know, I never thought and, about that. And Gomorrah never, never real. They got off totally scot free. Yeah, like, things named after them. Yeah, Gamora really did get a, a good deal there, Keeve. Yeah, I do think. Uh, well, I, we go on. I think for a while to discuss. That like there's a character named Gamora from some show. Mm-hmm. I guess so. You, you said it. Uh, Keith, I, uh, I never heard you laugh louder than you did. That was at a that good story. joke. That was really good. I, the truth is, what's <laughs> funny is because the, the like one of the only compliments I ever get in life is like people say like, oh, I like your laugh to me sometimes. And I do notice like during some of these clips, which again are like, I guess some of the better clips. So it would, it would be logical that I would be laughing hard and, and not just the ones we're playing. But some of the ones that that didn't make the cut, by the way, I, I um, time stamped a bunch more. So if someone wants, uh, I, you know, if the first person who tweets at me, I will tweet out the timestamp to the six next best, like the ones that just made the missed the cut. But anyway, I, you know, I just think like because these are funny, these really get like the 
bigger laughs. But yeah, the Soup Nazi laugh was like, that was one of the hardest I've ever laughed in my life. I was like, that was the only time we've ever done the podcast where I was like, like, I couldn't even talk for a minute there. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. And you still have never been to a convention? No, but maybe maybe we'll call this Seinfeld Con. Some people are yeah. calling it Livefeld. Livefeld. Um, yeah. Uh, the Frogger Live. But um, maybe we'll call this a con. And then uh, then I'll only have one re- you know way to get into heaven. And then I'll get into a Facebook argument about politics. And then I'll have no more reasons. Well, I was going to ask you that. I mean, this was from the summer of 2016. You haven't gotten any Facebook arguments since oh, then? No, no, no. Not, not about politics. No way. <laughs> okay. What about, what about you? Just- Sports? No, I, I no, I've never gotten. I, I've never once posted about politics or gotten into a political argument with anybody on Facebook. That's pretty good. That's really something to be proud of, honestly. Yeah. All right, Keeve. Now the other highly requested moment that people wanted was not from an episode recap at all, but was from our last conversation about a clip show. And this came up during our highlights of 100 episode back on April 9th, 2016. Uh, yeah, I, this one I remember. Some of these I'm like, oh, that doesn't really ring a bell. But like then I hear I'm like, OK, but this one is still imprinted in my brain. Right. Because this was the biggest fight that we got into during the run of this podcast. And this I might be the only painful. fight, right? Yes. Uh, this could be painful for us to listen back to. Yeah, trigger warning for for everyone out there. Okay, trigger warning. And of course, uh, this uh, discussion is going to be over the course of this episode. And it begins when we're talking about one of your least favorite subjects, the Big Bang Theory. I wonder if you're biased against uh, the Big Bang Theory. I feel like that if somebody that you are uh, also anti-nerd culture, and I feel like maybe that's part of your bias against the Big Bang Theory. Do you think it's because, like, deep down, I know I'm a nerd? Yeah, so but I, you're I, like a self-loathing nerd. <laughs> oh, wait, you just called me a self-loathing nerd? Yeah, because I, but you're very you're very nerdy <laughs> about things like sports. Like you're a very particular type of nerd. But okay. I feel like that you are and you are anti-nerd culture. That the nerd culture that rejects sports. I feel like that if there's some sort of a Venn diagram of you know nerd culture that is you know approving of sports you like it but nerd culture that rejects sports i feel like you don't like that oh man i can't believe you called me i'm still reeling that you called me a self-loathing nerd um first of all i don't think people who are obsessed with sports are nerds Mm -hmm. it's easy for me to say but i don't i I think it's a different category yeah and also what's the difference between a nerd and a geek and a dork i don't even know but you reject star wars you reject star trek uh you won't watch an episode of the big bang theory no superhero movies. No superhero movies, right? Right. Keeves, do we ever get any more clarity on this? Uh, the sports nerd versus the more traditional version of the nerd. I mean, I don't think there's. It's possible to be a sports nerd. You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I almost feel like it's impossible. To, I mean, if you take you take a look at all of the movies that are number one at the box office. I mean, in in that way, is it impossible to be a regular nerd? Yeah, well, nerds are cool now. That's what they say. So I think that's what it's flipped in the 90s. Like you still stuff people into lockers. Now the nerds like the things that are popular. Mm-hmm. They're still nerds, but like they're, they're just more of them. They had kids. They had nerd kids. Are you worried that sports is going in that direction? As I, the TV I am ratings. I, I see stats that say that more people, more kids like esports than regular sports. So like the same way our parents were like, Turn off that rap music or that rock and roll music if you're a little bit older, right? 
uh, you know, this isn't real music. Real music is the Beatles or Frank Sinatra. And that's going to be us with like to our kids, like stop watching someone play Madden and actually play Madden yourself, you dork. And so stop <laughs> watching people play video games and start playing them yourself. Yeah, I'd be happy if like if my kid plays video games, but I don't want them watching other people playing video games. Mm, yeah. What about do you think that people instead of watching football, they will watch people play Madden? That's the problem. No one's going to watch football. There's going to not gonna be a way to watch football because like traditional television is going to be dead. And, and so like we're going to be the nerds and the nerds are going to be cool. That's what's going to happen. Yes. Do you think that there will just be the 32 best Madden players in the world and we will just root for them? Yeah. And the Jets guy will be the worst of the 32. Right. No question. Do you think that the person that plays the Madden game in the National Esports League, will the GM be the same guy? Because the person that's pushing the buttons may not be the same best person that to who's going to build the roster. Right. It's a different skill set, but for us, it'll probably be the same guy. But for like the Patriots, they'll have like a super genius <laughs> to get the players and then like a guy who's fast on the trigger. To right. Do the, uh, actual control. Will the teams then send scouts of players to watch the NCAA esports championships? Well, it's a problem. There is no they 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 got rid of the NCAA football thing because they couldn't have the real players in there because they can't get the licenses for like, you know, legal reasons. Okay. Well, that could, you'd have to go down problem. to high school and check out the high school kids playing and it would be straight <laughs> yes. to the pros from high school. The, the high school video games. Yes. That, that circuit that you'd have to check out there as a scout. Okay. Well, all that is coming in the next uh, 10 years. Hopefully uh, you and Chester will be able to uh, get interviews with all of the different fans of the various esports players. Yeah. Maybe we'll even get the players on board. Who knows? Okay. All right. So back in that episode, so that was just for the tip of the iceberg. Uh, you and I would continue this conversation of whether or not you are a self-loathing nerd. And you still say you, you, uh, you know, vehemently deny, right? You are not a self-loathing nerd. Well, let's get to the end of the conversation of, uh, you know, from Highlights of 100. I don't remember how we left off. <laughs> okay. Can I go back to the self-loathing nerd thing for one moment? Oh boy, you're really thinking about this, yeah. Yeah, because I'm thinking about that. Well, now I know, I don't want to preview our next episode coming up, but you being the self-loathing nerd, is it a little bit like George uh, going and getting the toupee and then dating a bald woman and then not wanting to date her? And I'm like Elaine and I'm saying, you're bald. I, I guess. <laughs> is, that, is, is, is that a similar analogy? I guess it's similar. And now everyone's enjoying the last the episode of the Seinfeld off your podcast. Head and, uh, I don't like this thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're bald. And then I throw in that example. Do I like throw a Star Wars DVD out the window? No, you're like, uh, I'm not a nerd. I am the coolest nerd. <laughs> I was a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, that seems like that you were start, starting to come around on it a little bit. Uh, I was, at this point, I, you were sort of convincing me. And there's a lot. We really go back and forth a million times during that episode talking about whether I'm a nerd or not. Yeah, but it had gotten so heated that there was some debate as to whether or not we would be able to finish the podcast. And now we haven't gotten to the finale, but we have yeah, the finish line is in sight. I mean, you know, we could always like throw a cup of scalding water into our face and then not be able to finish the race. But it looks like that we are getting close enough that it will not be a concern about not finishing the run. Yeah, it would be embarrassing to die this late in the run for sure. 
Okay, but this was the thing that we were discussing here. And of course, it comes after a voicemail from the great Alex Chester. My question is really for Akiva. Akiva, you like to make lists and rankings. So can you please rank from one to two your weekly podcast co-hosts? Yeah. Oh, man, this is this would have been much easier. Okay, so everything I said still makes sense. It just switch it. This would have been much easier beforehand. Yes. I'm going to go with uh, who has called me a self-loathing nerd the most recently. Uh, hold on. I'm going to ask Chester if I'm a self-loathing nerd. And if he gets back to me in the next few <laughs> I seconds. I mean it as a, I would have called, called, painted myself with the same brush. Mm-hmm. Who's doing voicemails this week on the, on the Survivor Podcast? You are. Yeah, maybe find somebody else. <laughs> I didn't know you were upset. I thought that this, I had a good question about that. It seemed like you really disliked the nerd culture. No, you're right. I, after the self-loathing nerd stuff, it was, you know, then you said uh, this wasn't, you don't totally regret doing this podcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, it was, what else I, was good? I think that it, it's been a, it's been a lot of fun. But sure. I feel like that is that it has not been a uh, it has been a success, uh, a critical darling. OK, fair enough. Yes. Listen, we have more five star ratings than uh, than most other podcasts. Am, so, OK, me. Am I a self-loathing nerd? Alexander, I wouldn't describe you that way. All right. My ranking one, <laughs> Chester, two, Rob. End of episode. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> All right. Hashtag it up here for the 100th episode. So you don't want to go with hashtag uh, coolest nerd. Well, how about coolest nerd if you think I'm the coolest nerd? Self-loathing nerd if you think I'm a self-loathing nerd. Can it be or both? if you actually think I'm just cool, you could write something like that. Yeah, you can't be the coolest nerd, but also be a self-loathing nerd. Yeah, you could. You could maybe even like exclusive. No, you could be coolest self-loathing nerd. But then you're then the implication is that I'm not the coolest nerd. I'm just the coolest nerd who happens to also be self-loathing. I mean, are you saying that I am not self-loathing, but I I am a nerd, or I am self-loathing, but I am not a nerd? Well, I don't even think I'm a nerd. Okay, so that's what you say. So I, but but you are self-loathing. Should my wife in here? My <laughs> wife. I, I, if you're not self-loathing either, then that's fine too. I tried. I went to get my wife to see if she'd settle if I was a nerd or not. But oh, come in for one second. You can make your podcast debut. Okay. It's a yes or no question. Then you have to leave. You can't say anything bad. You can answer whatever you want. Come here, dude. Come. She's, she's being very shy. Just come here for one second. I call your wife, dude. Yes or no? Is Akiva a nerd? Hermit. A hermit. She says I'm a hermit. <laughs> okay. Why am I hermit? Because you live in this room and you never leave it. All right. Goodbye. We had enough of you. Oh, man, I got no supporters here. <laughs> no, 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 all right, goodbye. Close the door. People coming at me from both sides. <laughs> all right, well, Akiva, next is the beard. It, I don't, it might be Robin Antonio Mazzaro. could be Robin Mike Bloom. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I did not mean to offend. All right. I thought we were just talking about stuff. I thought it was a safe place. L- the, listen, I needed a nerd trigger warning. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, do you want people to weigh in on the comments or no? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Okay. I want people to weigh in. I want to hear people's opinions from what they, you know, you've heard. I'm, I try to be very honest on this podcast. I've told a lot of stories about my life. The last hundred episodes, I feel like even though most people don't even know what I look like, I feel like they know me enough to make a a, uh, a sophisticated decision on on whether or not I'm a nerd. OK. All right, Keith. I, I never heard you so upset on the podcast other than that time. Yeah, I was I wasn't really mad. I, what's funny was I was like a little surprised that you called me that, but uh, I wasn't mad. I, I was I was more like a, you were I just thought it was kind of I know I wasn't hurt. I thought it was funny. But you afterwards, like the second we ended, you know, the record, you were like profusely apologizing and you felt really bad. 
Uh, and you were like very nervous that I was like super upset. And I told you I was fine. I really wasn't mad. And then you like emailed me a couple of days later and were like, well, are you all right? Like, like I feel well, really bad about it. But I, I was no, uh, I would, I, at no point was I actually uh, really. Uh, look, I, I, I want to have fun on the podcast. But uh, that, uh, you know, uh, and I probably have not said this al- along the way. I don't want to make uh, you feel awkward, but I, I have loved getting to do this podcast with you and getting to know you over uh these last couple of years and yes does the podcast uh you know eat up an incredible amount of time absolutely but uh the one thing i take away from it is that you should have, by the way you should have gone to like eight negatives before you said the positive <laughs> <laughs> does the podcast eat up yes yes have absolutely. i made a dollar from it no no literally negative no, dollars no uh, uh but do i regret doing it said, obviously is yeah. it the biggest mistake i've made in the last five years possibly but akiva <laughs> Yes. No, it, it has been uh, a, a great joy to get to have uh, to have gotten to have worked on this with you. And I, and I would hate to, you know, have you as a, like a uh, boy that uh, Rob really hurt my feelings. What what an a-hole. No, I would never think that. I, I thought it was I thought it was funny. I thought that was uh, funny. I I, uh, I I was not offended. I, I'm sure I was called a nerd before and I'll probably be called a nerd again. Yeah. I, I think at a certain point, you, you're too old to be a nerd also. So that's good. Would you rather be a nerd or a hermit? Uh, I mean, I'm pretty open about the fact that I rarely leave my like room where there's, you know, where where I work and stuff like that. And my wife went straight to hermit, but she didn't th- like my wife doesn't think anything good about me. And she said right away that I'm not a nerd, which was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But hermit, I feel like hard to spin a hermit as being good. Yeah. No, there's not a lot of great hermits. Yeah. Uh, like uh oh, but he's a cool hermit I, but also hermit is like not pc it should be like an agoraphobe or something like that then you could you could be like yeah. a cool agoraphobe yeah you could be like you know like they're you're interesting like you're broken yeah. like house yeah exactly yeah so I, I hermit not not the best word but uh i mean you don't want to be a nerd mm-hmm. no uh, again i i think it's fine i think you can embrace okay. that i think you can, you can wear that hermit is tougher to embrace uh embrace the nerd Okay. All right. Is yeah, that, that the, hashtag? the hashtag? Embrace the nerd. All right, Keeve. Next week, when we come back, we will begin our discussion of the Seinfeld finale. I got to figure out how to get my DVDs to work because I know there's a lot of DVDs. Uh, I don't know if, if my fourth disc DVD is not working or the DVD player I have is not working. I got to go like take it downstairs. I have to venture out of my office to get this to uh, give it yeah, a shot. There are a tremendous amount of like DVD extras. So that's a good idea for this one. Yeah. All right. So we will check all of that out on our next episode. What's coming up on 32 fans? Uh, 32 fans. We're in regular once a week mode. We just talk about the week that was and we preview week two and we do a draft. So this past week we drafted uh, the 1994 NFL fantasy season. Chester and I tried to g- we do we're going to do it like a short week? five minute, 10 minute draft at the top of the show every week. I got I got a really popular one that I know people are absolutely going to love and not shut off the podcast during uh, coming up this Sunday. Okay, and it's not already going to be out. Well, we haven't done no. We, we, we this week one uh, review, week two preview is out right now. But we you know we record every Monday during football season. Okay, all right. Well, we'll see. Keith, and uh, are you enjoying the uh, Jets zero and sixteen season? Yeah, don't think I didn't week? see you rec- go live to record News AF podcast during like the first quarter of the Jets game. Like you gave up on the season ten minutes in. 
<laughs> oh, I have gone in knowing that this everyone was else was like, hey, can we record later to... in the night? You're like, no, I want to record during the Jet game. So I don't no. accidentally I, oh, watch I'm going to be recording during every <laughs> single funny. Jets game this season. That, like that, Thursday night football, move. you're going to be like, All sorry, right, we're well, going to move from Monday to Thursday. I just can't watch the Jet game. <laughs> yeah. All right. So hashtag embrace the nerd. And Keith, anything else that you want to say before we come back next no, week? I think people uh, send in your, you know, once you hear this, send in your finale questions. We probably won't, won't get to them unless it's something we're like actively debating on the show during next week's show. But the earlier, the better, because we don't know when we'll record that second one. Um, and, and, and we're recording pretty early next week, too. But yeah, send those in. Uh, let us know if you are interested in coming to the live show the frogger which now i believe we're not 100 locked in on the place but we know what's happening and uh uh i don't know thanks for listening i'm excited for the finale next week it's all happening thanks so much to scott st pierre for editing all this together aj mass for hosting our trivia contest chester for putting it all together uh and of course uh mike moore who's written so many episode recaps uh thanks to everybody along the way we'll be back next week for believe it or not the seinfeld finale take care everybody have a good one bye